Gamecocks Now. It's the ultimate USC sports newsletter. Get inside access to all Carolina sports year-round. Written by Post and Courier reporter David Kloniger, Gamecocks Now includes insights and experience from his over 20 years on the beat. You won't find this from anyone else. Plus, subscribers get access to all Carolina and Clemson sports stories on the Post and Courier's website. Start your two-week free trial today at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks Now. Hi, I'm Gene Sapkoff, sports columnist and college sports editor at the Charleston Post and Courier, and we welcome you to another edition of Countdown to Kickoff, the weekly really cool thing where we talk to David Kloniger, Post and Courier Gamecocks beat writer, about what's going on on the football field for the University of South Carolina, who this week faced number one ranked Georgia. And before I get into talking to David Kloniger about that, I'd just like to remind you that David's really tremendous newsletter is available at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. David, number one ranked Georgia, that point spread's hovering between 24, 25 points. Here they come after uh, beating Oregon 49 to three and beating up on Samford. What are your thoughts for the very banged up Gamecocks going into this game? on Saturday at noon at Williams-Brice Stadium. Well, Gene, uh, I think you have to look at it as two things. You got reality and you've got history, okay? History says that this might be the typical USC-Georgia game. It's going to be 13 to 10, 17 to 10 at halftime. And it'll be like, okay, well, yeah, Gamecocks might, might stick around and pull this one out. And then Georgia remembers who they are and really owns the second half. But reality, Gene, Mm, Gamecocks are going in this game beat up on defense. They've lost Jordan Strawn for the season. They've lost Mokaba for the season. R.J. Roderick is questionable to play. Cam Smith is questionable to play. David Spaulding is questionable to play. Boogie Huntley is questionable to play. So there's five starters and the top backup at nickel that aren't that may not be on the field on defense and uh you know the Gamecocks are really going to be testing their depth they're going against that uh, it's only two weeks in but the number one scoring offense in college football and the number eight defense in college football and this is coming after a couple of weeks where the Gamecocks offense particularly the rushing offense has really struggled to get going now last week in Arkansas they didn't really try to emphasize running the ball but they struggled with it against uh, Georgia State and they did pass the ball pretty well against uh, Arkansas last weekend, but they're going to have to do a whole lot more to try to keep even with Georgia. David, I was in Athens on Monday for Georgia's media availability and talking to Kirby Smart and Fast. I asked him, what's your identity on offense and how did that evolve? And he said it basically has to do with the talent on hand and that right now we have an experienced quarterback, we have depth on the offensive line, and we have multiple weapons on offense, which when you have an identity like that, it's hard to identify a weakness. But let's talk about the Gamecocks identity on offense and how that might be evolving. David, not just for this game this week, but looking beyond Charlotte, SC State, and then uh, pardon me for already looking ahead to the October 8th game. Um, You know, you had Spencer Rattler uh, throwing the ball a lot, I think 38 Uh, pass attempts at Arkansas and not that many design carries running backs is that what it's going to be do you think the pass to set up the run or what well I think it might have to be Gene just because uh, they're looking at it and saying well 
can you really trust this offensive line to set up a sustained running game? Yeah, Georgia State played kind of a funky defense, moving a lot of guys around, putting extra rushers up there. And again, they didn't really try to run the ball against Arkansas. So the question is still out there. Can South Carolina run the football? I doubt that they're looking at Georgia's defense and finding weaknesses and saying, oh, oh yeah, we can run the football. I think what they're going to do is stick with what works, which at this moment is Spencer Rattler throwing the ball. Uh, Gene, you were there with our, uh, at Arkansas with me, and line pass blocked pretty well. Yeah, there are a couple times where it broke down, but that's going to happen. On the whole, the line pass blocked pretty well, gave Spencer Rattler room to throw, and he was just kind of erratic in the first half. He had a couple of deep passes that if those are completions – they're probably touchdowns. So I think that they're going to put the ball in the hands of the most uh, talented guy that they got, which is Spencer Rattler, let him use his receivers and tight ends. And then they got to get the running game started. There's no question about that. But if it's going to start working through the air, why mess with it? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So uh, it is going to be a case, though, to see what they try to do early in the first quarter. Will you try? to soften up that Georgia defensive line. Going to be a noon kick in Columbia, South Carolina, which is, you know, about, what, three degrees lighter than the surface of the sun. So it's it's going to be hot out there. Not that Georgia's not used to that, but if you're going to try to wear that defense down, get them off the field, the best way to do that is to start cracking them with the run. But, of course, you also want to have production doing that. So this week it might yield a lot of answers about what South Carolina's offensive identity needs to be. Because right now we're kind of seeing the same thing we are last year. The offensive identity is go with what works and just hope it does work from game to game. Welcome again to Countdown to Kickoff, our weekly look at University of South Carolina football. I'm with David Kloniger, the Gamecocks beat writer supreme. And if you want to check out his newsletter, go to postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. Now, David, we like to have a little fun here on Countdown to Kickoff. Uh, you know, like you said, I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas with you and had a chance to drive around a little bit in Fayetteville, Arkansas. You can get into Oklahoma, Missouri and some mm -hmm. other states pretty quickly, Kansas even. And um, I noticed that there was some of the most interesting roadkill I've ever seen <laughs> in that area. And uh, I mean, we have great roadkill in South Carolina, especially uh, more and more armadillos you're seeing. But just for roadkill, interesting roadkill, what state sticks out to you the most in the Southeast Conference? Oh, I'd probably have to say Florida, just because there's always the chance. It's only happened to me once, and I've been around for a while, that you will either run over or you already see a run over python in the middle of a Florida highway. You know, there is that chance. So you're not probably going to get that the rest of the country, although you might have a rattlesnake or two out in Texas. But yeah, definitely the, the armadillos uh, in Arkansas and Texas are unique. Uh, but, you know, you can find a possum, a squirrel, even a, an occasional deer anywhere. But I'd have to say Florida would have the, the most interesting roadkill because of the python um, example. I'd probably have to agree with you that on the reptile part of Florida. Well, we digress, getting back onto the field with the Gamecocks. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about injuries, and you mentioned um, Okaba and Jordan Strong and those guys and, you know, the other things. But let, let's talk about what positive surprises have you seen from this South Carolina team two games in, David? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I said it before the season, Gene, that the, the depth on the defense was really going to have to get tested. And the only way you can do that is put those guys into play. Of course, they weren't anticipating they would have to play this much early. But so far, it's been a great surprise, particularly at safety. Nick M. and Worry, the freshman from Irmo, has come in and just really played well at safety. You know, first two collegiate games, I believe he had 12 tackles in the first week and 11 tackles last week. He is playing great. He's unafraid. Uh, he took on K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback last week when K.J. decided to keep the ball, ran into a hole, and Nick not only popped him, but stood him up. And, and so everybody else could finish the tackle. Um, playing unafraid, playing really well. So Nick Eamon Worry's probably been the biggest uh, pleasant surprise on defense. And on offense, we saw it last week, uh, Juice Wells. Uh, Antoine Wells comes in from James Madison with the nickname Juice, and, and he's showing off why he's doing that, because he's definitely supplying some electricity to South Carolina's offense. Um you know, nothing against the Gamecocks other receivers, but they credited his uh, his work and practice. The fact that he is catching the ball up here instead of right here. And that's what's gotten him on the field. He had eight catches last week for nearly 200 yards and a touchdown. So South Carolina's really getting through to all of its wide receivers, all of its pass catchers, because you got to lump the tight ends there too. Um, and that's a good thing to see. Of course, it is kind of coming at the expense of Josh Van. Gamecock's best receiver last year who has one catch in two games, but it's, as Shane Beamer made it very clear, hey, you got to practice. And uh, not that Josh Van isn't practicing hard, but these other guys are too. And that's uh, it's something that, that probably needs to be fixed, but right now they've got some other options if it doesn't. David, you talked about this in your uh, Gamecock's Now newsletter a little bit, but uh, let's talk about uh, one of the elephants in the room on <laughs> a Saturday, and that is Will Muschamp as co-defensive coordinator for Georgia, obviously the former Gamecocks head coach. How much of a factor, if any, is Will Muschamp in knowing much of the South Carolina personnel? There have been changes, but I think it would be fair to say he knows that offensive line and yeah, some of the other guys, uh, how much of a factor is Will Muschamp on Saturday at high noon at williams Price? I don't think it's going to be much, uh, Gene. I mean, obviously, Muschamp's coming back in, and he'll get hit a hearty round of booze from the williams Price faithful. But the fact is, is that I don't think he's sitting there at Georgia right now diagram and saying, okay, I know we can go with this guy. I know we can go with this guy. And if we run an offensive play, try to get it toward this defender because he doesn't tackle the best. I don't think that's entering into his plans. What I think is entering into his is like, I've got better players than I did at South Carolina on almost every position. So I'm going to trust my general game plan. Now, could there be a lot more relentless pressure than Muschamp ever dialed up here, particularly on defense? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, his job is right now as co-DC at Georgia is – take out Spencer Rattler and, and shut down that offense. So I'm sure he's going to be bringing it, but it's not going to be any kind of extra code just for he's playing South Carolina. I mean, South Carolina cut him a $12.9 million check to leave, and he still got that great big house out on the lake here. So why, why's he got to be mad at South Carolina? You know, just come on in here and do what you do. Very good point, David. Uh, we're at that point in our countdown to kickoff episode here where we're going to, ask you to tap into the David Kloniker database and give us a score prediction for mm. Georgia against South Carolina on Saturday. I don't think anybody's going to want to hear it, but I'm looking around uh, Georgia 44-17. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's got the potential to get real ugly 
on, on Saturday. Now, South Carolina under Shane Beamer has shown it is not going to give up. These guys fight to the end, and I can say that through every game I've watched under him, and that's something to be credited. But it's kind of like last week. You're playing a better team, and there's there's no shame in losing to that, and a lot of people are going to get mad maybe at how the Gamecocks look. But considering their injuries on defense, considering just how good Georgia is, even when they lost 15 guys to the NFL, it, it, it might get pretty ugly in Williams price. So I'm going to say 44, 17 might have to tweak that a little, but it won't be too much off that line. All right. Thanks for joining us for another edition of countdown to kickoff for David Kloniger. I'm Gene Sapikoff for the Charleston post and courier. Check out David's newsletter at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you Saturday. Hydrate and wear your sunscreen. <laughs>